And we've just been worshiping him a lot. Joel, thanks a lot for the awesome worship focusing on Jesus. So thank you. And along those, those lines, why don't we welcome Joe and Anna as they want to share and just welcome more of Jesus in our presence. Thank you. Thank you very much, family. I feel like we need to continue church because church has been happening for the last uh, two hours, which is fantastic. Um, Brent, Suzanne, and the elder team, Russ and Susan, and Todd and Karina, they're out on retreat right now up at Twain Heart. So um, we know they are praying for us. In fact, a couple days ago, I was talking to Brent, and he says, you know, a couple years ago, when we were on retreat, we actually got transported into the service by the Spirit. Does, who remembers that? So that was a, a reality that happened where they actually were part of our worship. And I think there was a fire tunnel that night, and the line of the tribe of Judah was, was being uh, demonstrated and illustrated for us. Well, let's go ahead and pray. And the premise for tonight, we want to really take a look at Jesus as truly the center of everything, everything in creation, everything that pertains to life, that pertains to godliness. It's all captured in a person named Jesus, the Son of God. And when he steps into the room, like he's been here tonight, obviously, anything can happen. He's always transforming. He's always redeeming. He's always restoring. He's always healing. He's always delivering. He's always life-giving. And so um, that has happened already tonight. <laughs> but we want to continue that notion or that truth. It's a scriptural truth. That's who he is. And so before we pray... We want to make the statement that Jesus is not an add-on. I come from Valley Christian Center in schools where um, I work as an administrator for all the schools. And we teach our students that Jesus truly is the center of every area of your life. He's not just something you're going to add on to as you choose a career, as you um, go out into this world and figure it out apart from him. But he truly is the center of everything. Do you remember when Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says, you search the scriptures and in them, you think you're going to find eternal life, which is true. He goes, but however, they speak of me and you need to come to me because I am eternal life. I am life. And so they couldn't make that, that leap from studying the written word, like Bill Johnson says, the written word should lead to the living word, an encounter with Jesus Christ. And so I just want to, you know, just put it out there tonight. He is it. He is the one that the Father has sent, that heaven has sent to earth. There's no other answer. There's no other option. And I know we're all in a process and sooner or later, thankfully, the Holy Spirit shows us that Jesus truly is the center of everything. So let's pray into that, and we're going to make a biblical um, case for that tonight. And then we're going to enter into Jesus being the center 
of our hearts, of our souls, of our circumstances, anything we need from him. He truly is life and godliness. So let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for your presence tonight. Wow. You've been here, Jesus, for the last couple of hours, your presence. You inhabit the praises of your people, and yet you indwell us that you truly are the hope of glory. And you give us hope tonight. You give us restoration tonight. You give us healing. You give us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It's all wrapped up in a person, Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah. And so we come to you tonight. We, we say yes and amen to all your promises and to everything that you want to say to us tonight, corporately and individually. And Holy Spirit, we say thank you for our pastors. Thank you for our elders that are up in Twain Heart. We pray that you would just um, envelop them right now and your presence would just capture them, capture their hearts, capture their souls. We, we bless them. And we know they want to be a part of this tonight, and they are. And so we thank you, and it's in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Okay, so I have a, a, a little Prezi presentation here. Thank you to my oldest daughter helping me put this together. Sarah, appreciate your help. I'm a little technology challenged at times. Even though I've been an educator for 20 years, you would think that I have all the keynotes down and PowerPoints down and Prezi's down, and I don't. Um, a lot of times I just throw some slides up and then speak to the staff and to the students. Um, so Jesus being the, truly the center of everything. Think of that, uh, that notion, the center, that he is the most significant. He's the most important person that the universe has ever known. Okay, in the history of the universe... Jesus is right at the center of it. And I know that's kind of mind-boggling, but we're going to kind of stretch a little bit to take a look at it. You know, it makes sense from a, biblical, from a biblical perspective of why heaven sent Jesus. When he's the creator, when he's the sustainer of all things, you know, the Father and Jesus, I'm sure, said, well, son, this is your deal. You're going to have to go and redeem back the earth and all the people on the earth, the inhabitants, because you designed them. We did it together, but they are yours. And, and let's go get them. Okay. Forgot about my, my clicker here. Okay. I think a battery just went out, you guys. Yeah, it's not turning on. That's okay. We've got the battery of the spirit. Okay, well, let's just go to the first slide. Or you want to change this out, Charles? Okay. Oh, there it goes. It's back on. There we go. Okay. Okay, so this whole idea that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he's truly supreme over all creation. And, you know, in education, we get to study a lot about creation. We get to study earth science, we get to study physics, we get to study the animal kingdom, the plant kingdom, and obviously the human kingdom. And we, we study sociology and all these wonderful things. But we're going to study or look at a scripture that Paul clearly delineates that Jesus Christ holds supremacy over all of creation. 
And that includes what is unseen, the spiritual realm, that he has full authority. Okay, so his supremacy means he's first in rank, he's first in authority. There's no one that outranks Jesus in the spiritual realm. We know someone thought he outranked Jesus, but it didn't work that way, right? And in Lucifer's own deception, he fell because he misunderstood who he was. He was deceived. But so, so that notion that Jesus is supreme over all creation is a truth uh, straight from the scriptures. Okay, Colossians 1, 15 through 23. I'm going to read this to you, and there's so much power in just reading the truth of what Paul wrote. And, you know, I'm sure he's seeking the Lord and he gets this major revelation. Like, this is major. And so some of the um, highlights or key um, words or categories or topics is that Jesus truly has the preeminence in everything in heaven and earth. Okay, he's preeminent, meaning he's before all things. Everything consists by him. He holds everything together. He's first in rank, first in authority. And what's interesting, which is awesome, we kind of entered into that tonight, heaven recognizes him as this person. In Revelation chapter 4, we see the throne of God and who's being worshipped, who's being recognized as the center. It's Jesus and the Father. Okay, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the earth and what he has accomplished. So let me just read this to you. And again, these scriptures are going to talk about him as creator, savior, redeemer, healer, deliverer, reconciler of everything in heaven and earth. Can everybody say everything? Everything. So everything means everything, every single thing, all of creation. Jesus has redeemed back to the father. Everything. In fact, Paul said in his revelation that he's writing to, uh, to the Roman, to the Roman church, he says, do you realize that all creation's crying out? They want to see this reconciliation of sons and daughters coming back to the Father. I mean, it's a very powerful concept that probably creation gets more than the human race of, of who God is and what he's done. But listen to this. Christ is supreme, and I'm reading out of the the New Living Translation. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. Can you say everything? God the Father reconciled everything back to himself through Jesus Christ. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. 
When we were in Uganda, Joel, <laughs> is Fred here? I, I think just Joel Matthew here. My theology got rocked by this reality. There is no separation between heaven and earth from God's perspective. I saw that. There's, a, there's an open heaven. There really is. And, you know, for me, you know, I'm sad that it, it took me to go to another country that is desperate and starving for the Lord to see that reality. But it helped me because I came back realizing as an American Christian, I've got a lot of things that I depend on here. You know, a certain quality of life. They kind of substitute the Lord Jesus's, well, his lordship in my life. And I realized, you know, some things got to change. I mean, if I want to get healing, I go to a doctor, right? I can go to the medical profession. You know, the top in the world, the top physicians in the world are here in the U.S. If, if I want food, I can just go to Safeway right down the street and get whatever I need. You know, I have, I have shelter. I can, I can live at a higher quality of life. Um, there's a lot of things that can preoccupy me, entertainment, right? We got the Giants, the awesome Giants, who win the World Series again three times out of five years. I mean, you know, I see a Giants shirt right there. There's so many things that I am preoccupied with. And with our students at Valley Christian, we tell them, you guys, the providence that you live with is just um, abundant. You have no idea how God has blessed you living in the United States of America at this time in history. However, Jesus still needs to be your Lord and Savior. That's what he's asking for. He's not an add-on. You know, um, we saw Ugandan people just crying out for God. And I was humbled by that because they're desperate. Okay? Probably the issue that they deal with, which, which is pretty much what the whole human race deals with. The issue that blocks us is the orphan spirit. I mean, they truly are orphans over there. So they know what it is to be an orphan. And they, they feel that separation from God the Father. Like, how could you accept me? I'm so disconnected. And, and we saw the Father just love on people and draw people back. Um, but, you know, here in America, we are so blessed. I, I just want this message tonight to put some things in check for us, Okay. Jesus wants full lordship over all of our lives. And he really is everything that we need. And I know sometimes we don't look at it that way. And that seems like, oh, you are a Jesus freak or you are um, way out there, Joe. But I'm being drawn in this process, in this journey where I'm just seeing Jesus as the answer to everything I need in my life, really, on a, on a very practical level that he has answers for me and truth for me that I need to transform myself, my marriage, my kids, my family. Um, so I need to let him in. Okay? All right. This is kind of how I think. I'm a um, very visual learner. You know, with learning, you can be kinesthetic and visual, and, um, you know, we process. You, know, you, you can be a critical thinker. I'm a visual learner. Does anybody know what that picture is? You've seen it before? That is a photograph taken by the Hubble Space Telescope. 
about 1993. So it had been up in space, I think probably 10 years, towards the outer edge of the Milky Way galaxy, okay, just taking photos. Okay, this came back. It's called the deep image uh, field. This, this size in proportion is about the size of a postage stamp. All those little lights right there, those are separate galaxies, okay? Not stars. So you think of the Milky Way galaxy as one of those little blips with over 100 million stars, and, and you know, your brain starts thinking, whoa, this is getting real big real fast. Now, the Bible describes that Jesus holds the universe together by the word of his command and his power. In fact, Solomon said when he was praying in the temple, he goes, Lord, how are you going to come down and inhabit this temple? The universe can't even contain you. And we built a temple made out of, you know, our hands for you to come and dwell with us. So it's a very powerful concept when you realize, and I realize, that Jesus is truly the creator, and he's sustaining all this. There's no other person to go to. I mean, he's it. He is it. Okay, so let's bring it back to the planet Earth. <laughs> okay, so look at our planet. We dwell on a planet floating out in the middle of the Milky Way galaxy. We are evolving around the sun, held in a gravitational pull, a field, that um, scientists say that it's been perfectly, um, the Earth in rotation, and some of you scientists correct me, but I guess at 93 million miles away from the sun, the Earth's in a perfect orbit to make sure that all the seasons, right, <laughs> take place on the Earth. And to make sure that um, the earth is, is perfectly uh, suitable for, for life. Okay, Jesus did that. That wasn't happen chance. That was a premeditated thought by the Son of God and God the Father to create uh, the earth in such a way that life could sustain on it. Okay, I mean, it's just, it's phenomenal. The scripture says he made peace with everything in heaven and earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. He purchased it back. In the book of Revelation, we see this scene where Jesus, the lamb that was slain, goes up to the father. And all of heaven is just watching what's going on. And they're just worshiping and they can't believe what's happening. And what does he do? He goes up and takes the scroll out of the right hand of him who sits on the throne. A lot of theologians believe that was the title deed back to earth that was forfeited through sin, basically. Forfeited to the enemy, to Satan. And Jesus said, no, I purchased this back. This is his planet. He owns this. In fact, one day he's making a new earth and a new heaven. All right. In this journey that I've been going through... I've been trying to let Jesus take full lordship over areas of my life, in my soul, the way I'm thinking, you know, emotions, any wounds inside, fears, insecurities, doubts, you know, just, just feeling weak in so many areas. And I've been brought back to this picture. Does anybody know what this is? How many of you have been to this spot on the planet? 
Okay, those who've been to Israel and to Jerusalem, this is Golgotha. This is the place of the skull. This is Calvary. This is where it all happened, where the Son of God was crucified for us, for us, for all of humanity, where he took upon himself the sins of the world. You know, I... You know, I'm thinking God could have done it anywhere on the planet. But no, this was his, this was the spot that it was going to happen, that it was destined. And it was right there on Calvary Hill that he purchased freedom for me. And so I've been going through this process like, okay, Jesus, you did this 2,000 years ago. You did this for me, but you did it for millions and millions and millions of people, hundreds of millions, billions of people, you know, every person that's lived on this planet. And so you look at this scripture, this prophecy by Isaiah. Um, He was bruised for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace upon him was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. You know, Isaiah saw the cross coming. And he says, you guys are going to be healed. You're healed. And so now that we're on the other end of the cross... You know, 2,000 years later, we look back and we say, we are healed. We were healed. And so that reality, um, I really felt tonight the Lord wanted to bring that deeper into our experience with him. That that is truth. That we, we were healed. We're healed. So somehow it has to transfer to us, right? And some of us have been healed already of physical ailments, mental ailments, um, You know, anything um, maybe in our deep emotional hearts where we've been hurt and wounded and offended, we've received certain levels of healing. But we all know that he takes us from glory to glory. He goes deep unto deep. He he wants to keep going deeper. And so, you know, we can um, cooperate with him to go deeper and deeper. Another comment about Calvary is... And Paul gives us this great revelation. He says, we've entered into this process with him. We actually have been crucified with Jesus Christ. Because he died on a cross, we are dead to sin. (laughs) It's no longer. He broke the power of sin and all of its effects and how it expresses itself in so many different ways. He he just broke that power off and, and dealt with it once and for all, the Bible says. It just took one time. That's it. He broke it and his blood shed, redeemed humanity back to God, the father. You know, I hear Brent say the blood cries out, right? The blood cries of the healing and the redemption and the cleansing over the whole human race. All right. And then here's another place outside Jerusalem. And I, again, I'm so visual. How many of you have been there? If you've been to Golgotha, you've been to Calvary, you've been to this place. Okay, so this supposedly is the garden tomb in Jerusalem or or right outside wherever it is where Jesus raised from the dead, where he broke the chains of death, where death could not hold him back. And so the scripture says, um, uh, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live a new life, meaning in the spirit. So that reality, we've been raised up from the dead. I mean, it is newness of life. It's, it's overflowing life in the spirit now. Okay, and, and those truths, those realities have been taking me on a journey where, okay, Jesus, 
you know, just help me to get real with you. Help me to get very real and very candid with you one-on-one and then corporately with what you've done for me because I need it and I want it. Now, it's, it's taken a while to get to this point, okay? I'll be turning 50 years old here in June, both my wife and I. And people say, you're 50 years old? I, I can't believe it. I'm going to be 50 years old. It's taken me a long time to get to this place. <laughs> it's taken literally 50 years to get to this place. <laughs> Jubilee, I'll receive it. But you know what? This is where I'm at. I'm at the point in my life. I'm, you know, I'm thinking, Lord, I, I definitely have lived half of my life here on earth. But you know what? I want to know you. You know, I really, truly want all this truth to transfer to me. I, I need to encounter you. I need breakthrough. I need to see myself healed, people healed. Let's get this done. You know, I don't want to wait another 5, 10, 15, 20 years. It's now for me. And that's part of the reason I think why I'm up here. It's just, it's the now time. Okay. I'm going to have Anna come up. My wife, Anna, my beautiful wife. And, uh, yes. And she's going to share, uh, some encouraging words tied into this message to go deeper, uh, regarding families. And, we know that um, many, many families are broken. You know, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of hurt. There's a, there are prodigals that still need to come home. And so she wants to tie in um, her perspectives with some truths, scriptural truths into this, um, over, this overarching idea of how God is healer and redeemer of all things. Hello. <laughs> Gosh, I thought I could not laugh right away. Okay. But okay. So um, Jesus has some uh, keys for us tonight. And I don't know if any of you heard Ed Roca or Rocha at the um, conference. I um, was able to hear him at Psalms 84 Sunday evening and um, he was healed that evening during worship. It was a very small gathering and he was healed of, um, being deaf in one ear. He had lost 30% because when he was younger, he listened to music too loud and he never told his wife cause he just didn't tell her. Um, I'm not, um, just, you know, it, he tells her everything, but not that. Okay. <laughs> Go figure. Anyway, the cool thing was, and I won't go into the whole story, but you can ask me, was that some of us have been contending for healing in our body and healing for our family and healing for our children. And, um, and, and we've been waiting a long time. I remember praying one time for three years when I was in my 20s just to have a serious conversation with my dad about God. You know, and most of us, you know, so don't give up on that. And it says in Colossians, as Joe had read, that he holds everything together from him and through him and to him are all things. 
And um, he holds our families together. So would you read that? He's going to read Deuteronomy 4, 6, 4 to 9. Okay, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. So, really, it's our responsibility in, in our families to teach our children and to train them up. And it's not hard, it's, um, but <clears throat> God helps us. And so, whenever we have the kids together, I'm, I, we have a blended family, so we'll have devotional time. And we've been doing it from the beginning. Um, <laughs> And, um, so even, we're even teaching our kids how to give encouraging words. And let me tell you, even at Christmas when, when we don't, cause uh, me and Papa, Joe's parents, they don't want gifts from the kids, but when they get words, let me tell you, they sit there and they're just like, Oh, wow. You know, here they got maybe a diamond ring and the word. Hello. Hello. Okay. Sorry. Hello. Hello. I want to do the echo. Can you turn the echo on? Just kidding. (laughs) Woo. Okay. So what, what we've been doing. Okay. What was the last thing I said? Encouraging Encouraging words. Okay. So it's amazing because, um, like when we first taught them, they'd say, you're nice. You're sweet. And now it's like, when I look at you, I see Jesus. And you're the best stepmom in the whole world. Well, I mean, I'm good to go for the rest of my life, but I'm still going to get more words. But so from my kids, and I will give them words as well. So let me stay focused. Okay. So teaching, teaching the kids when you're in the car, taking them to school, when they're getting ready to start their homework and they're frustrated, just we're going to teach them how to pray, do these things. And you know, sometimes you're tired, but I have to tell you that, um, when I see the kids give encouraging words to my mother who has dementia and just see her spirit, cause her spirit doesn't have dementia and to see her spirit light up and just go, oh, thank you. I mean, it, there's nothing like that. In Proverbs 6, 20 to 23, it says, Keep your father's commands. Don't forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart forever. Fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they'll guide you. When you sleep, they'll watch over you. When you awake, they will speak. For these commands are a lamp, and this teaching is a light. So that means God's word. It is a lamp, right? That's right. Okay. And when you read it, you start glowing and you, and you're getting brighter and brighter. 
And God's teaching is a light. So that light turns on. And that's why you see some people and you're like, wow, they're, they're so bright. And you know what? If you see someone and they're barely flickering, let's pray for them and let's encourage each other. But I just want to encourage you that we teach our kids like, like the little kids up here worshiping tonight. That was like the best thing for me because it was right in front of me. And I remember when Joshua first started at Blazing. Um, he was angry after we left church because he had blisters from worshiping God because he was only four and a half and he had an adult sized flag. And then we worked out, we worked with him like, Hey, you know what? You don't really want to be angry, but God really likes your worship. <laughs> and, um, anyway, so, oh, so how many of you have someone in your family who's away from God? Anyone in, in the room? Okay. And how many? Okay. Okay. So that's a lot of us. So I want to encourage you that, um, we're going to, um, agree for, for those family members and we're going to agree for God to send people to them wherever they are. And we're, we're going to agree for them to, because see, wherever we are in God, and I know you guys all love God cause I know, um, <laughs> uh, uh is that what we want for our children is to run farther and faster and further than where we are. So, um, and God wants to help you. And I want you to know that I grew up with, um, a father who didn't know how to bless. So, um, I'm just going to share the story. We good. Okay. So when we were at a family reunion a few years ago, my dad, um, sees me and he goes, Oh, yeah. And, and, oh, I have five brothers and two other sisters. So there's eight siblings. So he, he looks at me and he goes, Oh yeah. Um, all my daughters are like medium built. Um, they're, they're not thin. And I'm like, okay. And you have to understand that. Um, anyway, I, I like who I am and I like, um, how I look like I'm very happy with where I'm at. I love the five food groups, chocolate being number five. And, uh, woo! Okay, but I love Jesus more. And he made chocolate. Okay. <laughs> He's every, he made everything and he holds it all together somehow. Okay. So sorry, focus. Okay. Anyway, here I was, we had just worked out at the gym and he's telling me this and we're going to be at a family reunion. And, and, and I'm like, whoa, and my heart just got crushed inside. And plus, because I'm like thinking, whoa, I've really been working out a lot and I've been eating right. And, and my dad said that now I didn't let it, um, keep me down, but the next, and, and so I didn't hold a grudge against my dad the next morning. Um, after the reunion, my dad was out at, uh, out at a t- table outside and my other sisters were there and we had a time of healing with my dad and we sat down and I looked at him and I said, Hey dad, um, is there any way like the first time you see me, you can say something positive and not negative. I go, because, um, and so he looks at me and he was having like, we were having a healing time with my dad and, um, he went from the oldest sister, uh, then Gina, then I, because I'm the youngest sister. And he looked at the older sister and he goes, I bless you in the name of the Lord. 
and I love everything about you. And he went to Gina and did it. And I thought it was cool because he went from oldest to youngest. And and so I I do have my father's blessing. My dad does know Jesus. He just um he 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 didn't know how to bless. And so some of you didn't get a blessing from your 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 mother and your father, or or they didn't know how, but you get one from Jesus. And and so so I just want to declare right now. For every person, just, um, yeah, if, if you have someone who's away from the Lord, just stand. And, um, oh, and by the way, um, and if they're older and you're like, gee, I don't think I'm going to stand because they're older, I got to lead my 78-year-old um, grandma to the Lord before she left earth. So the older, the better. They can't run when they're in bed. I mean, <laughs> you need Jesus. Ah! Hey, they can't run. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry because I don't mean to be. So sorry, Lord. Okay, back. Focus, focus. Jesus, we just come before you right now and we stand in the gap re- representing family members, loved ones, siblings, mothers and fathers, grandfathers, grandmothers. Um, relatives, cousins, any that are away from the Lord right now, and we just declare wherever they are, in Jesus' name, we lose faith right now. We declare salvation. You and your household shall be saved. We declare you back in the house of God, in love with God, on fire for God. You will hate what is evil, and you will cling to what is good. In Jesus' name, may you not leave earth until you accept Jesus as Lord. For the glory of God, he holds everything together. In Jesus' name, and we loose heirs of salvation all over this earth right now in every state where your relatives are go get them go get them in Jesus name it's not too late it's not too late in Jesus name come back to God all right so anyway thank you Lord for that and we're going to transition. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you. That was very powerful. Um, you know, back in January when uh, Brent asked for the prophetic team to come up and we were all releasing words and and I started, you know, writing down some downloads and and I released a prophetic word for the men. Does anybody remember that? Well, you know, I knew it was for me, and I, I knew it was for, for the guys, and I'm sensing that it's, it's probably for all of us, but I didn't know how much my heart was just going to be wrecked <laughs> after releasing that word. I mean, the last two and a half months have been very difficult for me with just getting real and letting him surface insecurity, fear, um, lack, feeling like, you know, I don't have enough, or I don't have enough of what it takes to bring leadership to four schools at Valley Christian, and, you know, I don't have enough what it is, or or what it takes to fulfill the call of maybe a pastor or a preacher, and he's still working on me deep. I mean, issues in 
our marriage, you know, issues with deeper levels of emotional intimacy that I've just been blocked to. So I just wanted to read that again to everyone. And I really believe it's for all of us, even though I was, you know, speaking to the guys, um, because guys tend to struggle with more of those kind of, you know, emotional blocks of intimacy types of issues. But let me just read it again. And if this registers with your spirit, just receive it, okay? This is what I said, and I'll say it for everyone. I'll just I'll change it from men to men and women, or brothers and sisters. So, men and women, God the Father believes in you tonight. He honors and respects you greatly. Men and women are being promoted in 2015. This year, men and women in this house will become more aligned in their calling and destiny on the earth. Men and women will come into agreement with all the plans of the Lord that he has for them specifically. 2015 will be a year of miracles and manifestations. And I'll say miracles and one manifestations. <laughs> Just made up a new word right there. Men and women are to strap on their spiritual seatbelts because heaven is going to invade earth in every area of your lives. And I believe that's happening tonight as we make Jesus the center of everything, every single thing of who we are, every person in our sphere of influence to let him become the most significant, most important focal point. Um, God's going to surprise and even shock you with his presence, which I've had happen. I you know, in dreams and, and such. It will happen through a process from the Lord of deep heart sink and being sozoed by the Lord. The Lord's going to use dreams and encounters to perform a deep, deep process of healing and deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, Amen. 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 The Lord is going to take men and women from glory to glory in their deep emotional hearts so what happens on the inside will manifest on the outside to others. And this part was for the guys, but I think it's for all of us because we all need emotional healing. The Lord is going to give to every man and woman a very high EQ, emotional quotient, the ability to receive more love and give more love in 2015. And finally, the Lord wants every man and woman to feel the truth in their deep emotional hearts. So believing and feeling the truth that will transform us from the inside out. So right now, um, we're going to hear a testimony um, regarding physical healing, and then we're going to go after a couple things tonight, okay? And just take some, take some risks, safe risks, because we're a family um, with the Lord. And go after physical healing. If you need physical healing tonight, we're going we're gonna to ask the Lord to heal you. We're going to invite him into those places that he, this is his church. I mean, the book of Revelation says very clearly he's walking in the midst of his church. We are his people. He's purchased us. There was a high price paid for us to be in relationship with him. So he's, he's taking full notice and full consideration of who we are and what we need. And so we want to go after physical healing. If that's you, anything emotional that's 
any pain that's hurting, we're going to go after that. Anything mentally, if you feel like you feel disoriented, um, we're going to go after sound minds. Okay, he's given us a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. We actually, that transfers to us. So we just need to receive that. Um, So I'm going to have Diane come on up. Let's give her a warm welcome. And she's going to share a testimony. She she just got back from the Randy Clark uh, Conference of, on Healing, so she wants to share a really cool testimony. Thanks. thanks. Hi, everybody. Um, just a short testimony. I got to go for a day to, um, it's called uh, Cultivate Revival. And uh, the speakers were Randy Clark and Blaine Cook and Bill Johnson. But um, basically, they had this healing uh, meeting last night and I've been dealing with um, some asthma and so I've been going to sleep um, having a hard time breathing and waking up because I've been having hard breathing and that's been going on for a couple weeks so last night um, you know it was it was like Joe said there's no separation between heaven and earth I was there last night and the presence of, of just Jesus's love was really thick and I got some prayer and I was able to go to sleep last night and wake up without any, any breathing problems. And, yeah, it's, it's Jesus, yeah. It's, and then also I was having some jaw problems and it was popping a lot. And so people were praying for me. And now it's really diminished. It's really diminished. So I, I just claim that measure of healing also. But also, if it happened over there, it's going to happen here tonight, people. Because God's presence is big. God isn't just over there. He's over here. He's here tonight, too. And this is his church also. So tonight, I am believing with everybody else tonight that we are going to see heaven meeting earth tonight. All right? For all of us. Thank you. See up here. So let's do this. If, if you need physical healing in your body, please just stand up, and we're going to pray for you tonight.